where a British and an American girl satisfy all your curiosity and questions about what it's like to live in China today. And now your hosts, Holly and Nora. Welcome back to Two White Chicks in China. <laughs> hey, everyone. I'm excited. Nice, Nora. Holly, yeah. can you tell? <laughs> no, definitely not. Why? Why are you so excited? Is it all those Taobao orders you're waiting for? Well, I did, I did order. Don't tell Zlato, but I did order a lot of things from Taobao this week, I must admit. Um, but no, that's not why I'm excited. I'm excited because we have a new studio. Yeah. If you this, can call it that. Yeah, this is how it, fe- this is how it sounds. Ooh. That's the wall. Ooh, that oh, is luxury. Oh, baby blue walls. <laughs> Holly and I were hard at work this week putting together a makeshift recording studio because we wanted to improve the quality of our podcast recordings. We know there's been a lot of background noises and mic issues and this and that. So we're trying to get into the nitty gritty and get more professional quality sound. So hopefully today's podcast and onward Mm -hmm. will be of higher quality. Yeah. And fingers crossed it doesn't fall off the wall. Yes. Yes. We we went through a lot of tape, a lot of glue and a lot of spongy, spongy material. And a lot of funny looks from our colleagues. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. They have no idea what's going on. (laughs) That just makes it even more exciting for us to to be in this little room. (laughs) (laughs) But we will put some pictures of our new little recording studio, which we share with the company Refrigerator, on uh, writtenchinese.com slash episode 13. Yes. Check it out. Holly and I hard at work with glue and (laughs) Yeah, pretending to be hard at work. (laughs) Yes, indeed. We did a a good job, I think. It's kind of crooked, but... Well, you guys be the judge of that. Hopefully it sounds better than the previous episodes. Speaking Mm. of which, let's talk about uh, today's fact of the week, which is related to one of the previous episodes. So, Holly, what do you have today? Okay, so last week, if you listened to episode 12, we were talking about um, uh, having babies, but specifically how China treats having multiple babies. Mm. Um, And we talked a bit about the one-child policy. Um, but I've seen recently uh, a spurt of incredibly sad stories about young girls um, probably fall, I mean, falling pregnant, with, probably with guys they don't know very well, and hiding it from everyone. And when they finally have their babies, they, uh, they're, they're, getting, they're getting rid of them, basically leaving them. Um, or, I mean, you coined this, you said disposable babies. Oh, man. It's sad, it's awful. But so this, um, it was today that I read this story about a young girl. She was a nurse, 19-year-old. So she's living in, um, I think she was training to be a nurse, and she's living in uh, dormitories, which which lots of young Chinese people do, um, together with probably a lot of other girls. Um, and no one else knew that she was pregnant because, as a quote stated in the article, um, she was a little bit, well, she was overweight, basically. So she'd managed to go all of these months and no one had noticed. And while everyone was asleep in her dormitory, she gave birth to a baby. Oh, my gosh. No one, no one knew. And then, sadly, I guess she was she was scared of what might happen. She she threw the baby off the the balcony. Um, I mean, of course, the the baby didn't survive. 
And, um, but unfortunately now, I mean, she thought, I guess at the time she panicked and thought I need to hide the evidence. Like what will happen to me if people find out that I've had a baby and I'm not married. Um, uh, but, but now of course people realize that it was her and she, she might face, um, criminal, criminal, yeah, criminal charges. Exactly. Well, it is murder. Yeah. It's crazy. Oh, man. Um, this highlights uh, an issue in China, actually. I the first, My first year in China, as many foreigners, the first year in China is like this. I was working for a school, and I remember that they actually, they weren't allowed to have boyfriends and girlfriends. It was a high school. Right. It was a, a combined elementary, junior high, and high school. Okay. But you have these high school students who are 16, 17, 18 years old, mm-hmm. and you're telling them they're not allowed to have boyfriends or girlfriends. <laughs> Gosh. It just, it's not realistic. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure that means, I don't actually, I'm not sure exactly how much sex education they get, but I would be surprised if it's extensive yeah. and gives them options. I'm sure it just says, don't do it. Yeah. You know, and as we've learned, also I'm from a conservative community. Mm. When you preach abstinence, it just typically leads to more STDs and um, teen pregnancies. pregnancies, So it just doesn't work. In theory, it sounds really moral, but it just doesn't work. Mm. So I would guess that it'd be the similar thing here. They're just not talking about it or they're just saying, don't do it. And then you have probably a lot of cases like yeah. that and they don't have the same kind of outreach as they would in the states or probably the uk mm-hmm. too for young young Very mothers yeah yeah. Mm. yeah that's it's a sad it's a sad but true story and unfortunately i've heard, i've heard a lot of these recently. yeah they're popping up recently so it's yeah. relevant mm. current event so while we're talking about um episode 12 um, we had some comments on our Facebook page about the about the the, the episode, mm. and we had a comment from someone called David Stewart, and he said, um, "The one-child policy is not universal." Uh, I have to add here; he also corrected my spelling, so thank you, David. Uh, <laughs> you said one-child police. <laughs> yeah, it's not. I was excited, all right, about the post and those cute babies. Did you see that picture? <laughs> Is not Okay, so the one-child policy is not universal throughout China, and there are ways around it in areas where it is in force. I mean, that that's that's a very good point. Mm. David's, David's correct. Um, although, I'm not sure if the... It, it, he said the one-child policy is not universal throughout China. I think it is, actually. I think it's still in place. It's just, as he, as he says, there are lots, so many loopholes to get around it. That it's it seems like it's not. Uh, maybe there are some small. I've heard. I've provinces. heard that if you're on, I think outside of urban areas, mm. I've I've heard that it's allowed if you okay. or if you manage a, if you have a family farm or some kind of a family business that's outside of urban areas. Right. So it's again, it's like a. I mean, it's kind of a loophole. In a sense, in a sense. I mean, it's just those those people who are not enrolling their kids in the urban education system. Uh, I I think the government isn't as concerned about that (laughs) um, because they know that those kids are going to be, you know, they're actually going to be doing that labor. They're doing manual labor for their career. So they're... Mm. Yeah, so that's interesting. Yeah, so their their family needs them to support the business. Mm. So it seems fair. Yeah. 
Yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. uh, and also, I'd like to say thank you to the person that posted a recipe for Burmese spaghetti and Malaysian butter chicken. <laughs> After a month of not eating meat, I'm totally on, on this. So thank you, whoever you are. It was uh, random. It's yeah, not it was really very random. Twins yeah. in China. I don't, yeah. No. If you want to see what we're talking <laughs> about, you can go to facebook.com slash written Chinese mm -hmm. and you can scroll back to episode 12. Or if you want to hear the previous episode, go to writtenchinese.com slash episode 12 and you can hear all about whether or not it's legal to have twins in China yeah. considering the one child policy. Yeah. And please leave us a comment. Um, yeah, you know we, what? We, we read like everything. We read every comment. We read every whether it's Twitter, Facebook, mm -hmm. Instagram, our face, our written, uh, our written Chinese Facebook page, uh, anything. We read everything. We read every email. So don't be shy. We're waiting and hoping to make the show more relevant for you. Yeah, absolutely. And don't be afraid to give us a little bit of criticism. You know, we can take it. Oh, we're, they're not afraid. We're, we're big girls. It's all right. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> people have already been doing that but that's good it's good i like criticism yeah yeah it's okay that's my positive thinking Thank well that's good. you know and just use it to make yourself better <laughs> so just bring it on bring it on <laughs> okay so let's move on to today's topic which um our question today comes from mimi from macedonia mm -hmm. so let's see what she has to ask us Hi, I'm Mimi. I come from uh, Macedonia. I would like to ask, how do you think Chinese people view more and more foreigners coming to China? Oh, okay, that's a uh, that's a great question, actually. Uh, I don't. I'm not even really sure where to start. I think I say that after every question I hear. So you, the questions we're getting are obviously pretty good. If mm. it kind of stumps me from the, the get go. Um, okay, I think. In general, Chinese people view foreigners, okay, to our faces in a, in a positive way, friendly. Mm -hmm. um, but my the other side of that is I kind of feel like it's a bit of a pretense, like it's not real. Okay, that's interesting. To me, I also, th I also would say in general yeah. that I feel very welcome here yeah. and that I also get special treatment. Um, mm -hmm. So what do I mean by that? So basically, uh, people in China would be more willing to help me than they would uh, another Chinese person who is a stranger to them. Yeah. And they also, I, we are afforded more opportunities. For example, I, w I don't know if, you, if any of you out there saw the post on our Facebook page where I was on Chinese TV. Yeah, I was actually on Chinese TV twice in one week, <clears throat> and I'm pretty sure it was just because I was a foreigner who could speak Chinese. So they were very interested in me. So mm -hmm. that's just an example of of some kind of benefits that you get. Yeah, as a foreigner in China, so mm -hmm. it's it's nice in a way. And of course, you your salary is typically much much higher yeah. than the local person here. So there are definitely benefits to being a foreigner in China. Oh, yeah, there are lots of benefits. Yeah. But going back to your point about being helped, I actually very recently have, have been uh, I've been helped quite often, actually. Or people have tried to volunteer there. Uh, they, they wanted to help me. Um, so when I first started, I've mentioned this before, I started to cycle backwards and forwards to work. And 
I knew I was just like going backwards going it's 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 can you uh, see tricky. behind you it's tricky <laughs> it is tricky um so i'd managed to get to work i knew the route that i was going to follow but on the way back i got lost because i need i knew that i needed to take an underpass to get under this huge road because there was no way i was going to try and cross it um but i got totally lost but this girl she she saw me just looking like a complete idiot and she was like oh can i help you and she was so nice to me Aww. Like she, she like we crossed the road together, and she was like, "Oh, she was trying to help me read the bus, uh, the bus uh, schedule." But one side solved my problem. Another couple, like a couple of Chinese lads, came up to her, and she helped them as well. Oh, okay, so, so she's she just was, a very helpful. I think woman. she was just a good Samaritan, and <laughs> she was like, I, "Yeah." It is rare. I always compare it like it is back home, and. I know I say I'm from Wisconsin in every single episode, <laughs> but I'm from Wisconsin. And people in Wisconsin tend to be very, very... I don't know if it's because the weather is cold, but we tend to be very, very warm. So you, when you see people on the streets, you look at each other and you mm-hmm. usually, like, smile or nod. Yeah. If you see someone coming, you usually get out of the way. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you're just... You're more aware of other people. Yeah. And you see them as important, even mm-hmm. if you don't know them. But here in China... It, it's not like that. And that's for various reasons. One, there are a lot of con artists out there. Yeah. So there are people who will pretend to be crippled old ladies and then who will rob you. There are people who will take advantage of your your kindness um, in, in, in many... I don't know if you've heard of any stories like that. Um, I don't know. what I mean, what about the Jade thing? That's kind oh. of, I mean, that's preying on people's kind of vulnerability, you know? Yeah, so and this... my, I mean, I've had a similar experience and that did involve foreigners. So they weren't targeted exactly, but they were, they were brought into it. So. Mm. so today on my way to work, I was crossing over a skywalk and there was, there was a guy there who had a large jade statue, which was covered in dirt. Mm. And so he was trying to sell it as a, as an ancient yeah. relic. <laughs> the whole thing was so set up. It was obviously fake, but yeah. it kind of gives you an idea. Like there are a lot of ways that they try to like try to trick you. Yeah. I think there are just so many people and the competition is so fierce. It breeds, it's, it's bound to breed this kind of behavior because a lot of it is just out of desperation. Yeah. So I think because of that, other people are very wary of strangers. Mm-hmm. So they typically don't like to reach out and help other people because they're afraid that it's a con. So, or they'll yeah. get in trouble. I mean, there have been stories where, uh, I remember one in particular where a lady was getting out of the bus mm-hmm. and she had stumbled or something and a man tried to help her up. Right. And then the lady ended up suing the man. In China? Yeah, in China. Wow. For damages or something like that. It was a, it was a oh, big deal. Awful. Like, I don't know. You know, so so mm-hmm. a lot of them, they're, they're, I'm sure that given given a different scenario, they would be way more willing to help. I don't think, because in general, when you know Chinese people, so many of them, they'll do anything for you. They're really yeah. warm. Like yeah. they'll spend hours helping you. I really don't think that they're, of course, they're trying to make a connection with you, mm. trying to get a little bit of that guan xi. Yeah. But I don't think that they have this just, they're purely doing it for an ulterior mm. motive. I think that they're, they're friendly. They want you to like it in China. Yeah. 
so they're helpful. So that that kind of gives you an idea for for the situation here about the, you know, as a foreigner, are people friendly to us? Yeah, I think in general the answer is yes. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely. I mean, the thing is, is that not all foreigners are the same, um, and having having been a teacher. Uh, I guess I've seen those different, and yourself, you, we've seen those different foreigners. We're um, getting such a bad rap because, yeah. I mean, in in China, at least it used to be like this and not so long ago. And actually, you know, it still kind of is like this. It's very easy for somebody with no experience, with, they can, you can forge your, your university diploma yeah. and then you come here from wherever and as long as you're a foreigner you say hi i'm a qualified english teacher and then you get a job which the jobs here especially in shenzhen the salaries are much higher than a lot of countries around the world the salaries are for teachers especially in europe yeah yeah and especially eastern southern europe south america in a Mm. lot of countries the salary here is much higher So you get these people who are like, hey, I can do that. And they see it almost like a free ride. They don't take the job seriously. They're here temporarily. So they don't, I mean, they don't really settle. They don't really assimilate to the culture. They, um, they, it's kind of like a big party for them. Oh yeah, absolutely. So they're going out every night, just trying to get a little action from the cute Chinese girls. Yeah. Yeah. And, and hung over the next day teaching exactly. three, four, five-year-olds. Or drinking before teaching or doing other things before teaching. I mm-hmm. mean, these are not serious professionals. Yeah. I don't know if it's the same now, but I would say maybe two years ago, there was quite a rising like drug scene in Shenzhen as well. Mm. I mean, I obviously, I, it was foreigners that I knew about. I don't know about Ch- Chinese people, but... Uh, it was definitely on the rise. Uh, it's, it seems to have quietened down, but I guess I'm not. I don't really go out much these days, so <laughs> I, I'm not really sure. But yeah, the, um, f- I mean, f- it, it's not just affecting. It's not just affecting these people. These it, okay, if you choose to do that, it's not just affecting you. It's affecting the the kids, and and also it gives a lot of the other teachers a bad name. And w- there there have been lots of stories within the last few years of of teachers being very very inappropriate that one of the big downsides i mean it is down a downside is that there's no like criminal record check or anything at least there wasn't when i was when i applied to be a teacher and i got a work visa they didn't do a background check on me it could have been anyone um so they they're they're allowing people of all backgrounds to teach their children which could have you know it could end badly and i have heard stories of you know, um, sorry, it's it's male teachers being inappropriate with young young students, and um, that has resulted on police like really clamping down on teachers and schools. And yeah, like Nora mentioned, it's um, there are lots of lots of people here that aren't qualified to be teachers, and yeah, uh, but they're, they're putting other teachers at risk. Because the police can go to schools and raid schools and, you know, it causes a lot of trouble for everyone else. Yeah, for me, it's only been within the last few years that I've actually heard Chinese people saying, oh, you know, we, 
saying negative things about foreigners. I think in the beginning when foreigners started coming, it was just kind of an exciting thing Mm. for, for them because we represented maybe progress in a sense or the the advancement of china into a more uh worldly society Mm. because it had been so closed for so long so in the beginning it was oh the foreigner you know Mm. they're bringing enlightenment and money and uh intelligence in a in a product sense you know Mm -hmm different patents for various yeah. products to China. So respect and revere them. And they, they just, they were very respectful, but I think it's, it's changed because the majority of uh, sadly, it is the majority of, I would say yeah. maybe like if I would put a number on it, maybe it's something like 60 or 70% of yeah. the foreigners in China are those type of people. Yeah. They're not serious. They're taking advantage. Mm-hmm. And they just, they're making a quick buck. Or they're not even, some of them not even interested in the money. They're just taking a break from their lives back home. Yeah. And they want to get a little bit of Asian women action. Yeah. You know, that's just yeah. kind of how, in, in because in China, they, they still, we, we still do get a lot of instant respect in certain ways, just mm-hmm. being foreign. They come here and it's like, oh, you know, I have status here and I have, I have easy access to easy work and easy money. Easy women. Easy women. (laughs) (laughs) So you can see where it's a breeding ground for these kind of creeps. Yeah, I totally agree. Like you said, that people are trying to take a break from home. I'm I'm sorry that I'm stereotyping, but I have met a lot of just complete plonkers (laughs) in in China since I came here. And and I I just think, oh... I've had people say, oh, you've got to be a bit like a bit different to be in China. And I, I do believe that's right. But just because things don't go right in your own country, you can't just nick off to China and think it's going to be successful. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it doesn't work like that. It goes both ways because you have the you have those type of people. And then typically the other people that you meet, you almost have an instant connection yeah. with them because for us, the good foreigners <laughs> in China. We've got little halos. If you ever see pictures of us, we're the good ones. Yeah. We're here. A lot of times we're here to learn Chinese, to absorb the culture, to do some kind of a business. Yeah. And we, we, I think we contribute more positively towards the society. Mm. So when you meet other people like that, that means that person is A, adventurous, B, <laughs> scholarly, <laughs> and, and C, is um, easygoing. Because living in China is difficult mm. for foreigners. Exactly. It is difficult. I mean, just adjusting to something so exotic. Yeah. It's not for everybody. From food to, I mean, every uh, every interaction that you have in China is different than you would have mm-hmm. in a Western country. So you, when you do meet the good ones here, they're really the good ones. Holly and I met here. Mm-hmm. I met my husband here. Mm-hmm. I met. Uh, we have some really really great friends yeah, here, and you just you feel bonded for life. We have because, a good unit of friends. Yeah, exactly. It's a good feeling. It takes a little bit about a little bit of time, I think, as a foreigner to find those other people. When you do, it's yeah. like almost like your soulmates. Mm-hmm. I don't want to sound so cheesy, but it's this, you have the same mentality, yeah. so it's very easy for you to weed out 
other people who might be nice, but they're just not, they're not, they're not on the same path as you. It's cool. After a while, like I I was very, when I was back in the UK, I was very like innocent and naive of people. Like I wanted to get on with everyone and, and see the good in everyone. And I still try and do that, but I'm now having been here. I've just, I, I, I'm faster to realize what people are, mm. I think, which is not, I, it's, I don't know. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. It makes me more cynical and how much more cynical can a British person get, to be honest? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so true. I know. All right. Well, so let's, let's, should we like, ta- like get, like tackle our question? Yeah. Let's, more? Yes. We, I feel like we floated off a little bit there. We definitely did. <laughs> so... Uh, so how do Chinese people view foreigners? How do you, I mean, how do you, what do you think? Laura? Well, I think a lot of people coming to Shenzhen for the first time, I'm talking about uh, Chinese nationals who are maybe from smaller or places, places that don't have a lot of foreigners. Right. They see us as complete aliens. Yep. I'm talking about in the Martian sense of the yeah. word. They are shocked. They want to touch our hair yeah. and our face and our skin because yeah. they're very surprised. For example, <laughs> foreign f- Western men tend to have more hair on their arms yeah. and, and chest, and they just legs. tend to be hairy around their faces. <laughs> faces yeah. And that is just like so mesmerizing mm-hmm. to some child because you, you know you see all these people; they're exposed to all these people in their lives, mm-hmm. and they all have such similar features. Yeah. And then, boom, they see these like a bear coming out yeah, of the yeah, woods yeah, really. and they're just <laughs> shocked with like blue eyes and blonde hair and yeah. hairy arms it's seriously it's like an alien it for them a shock. i mean sure they've seen tv but like foreigners on tv mm. but it's different so you you get these people who are just so shocked that they just stare yeah. at you completely unabashed mm. just stare you look at them back and they just still continue <laughs> yeah. to stare Or sometimes they'll say hello and wave. <laughs> it's like, God, you just don't get it, do you? <laughs> You're creeping me out. For me, it goes through phases. Because, like, in the beginning, I felt really... Un- this is how this is my how I've dealt with it. Mm. In the beginning, when I first came to China, I just... I've, I was really shy about it. Yeah. It made me feel very uncomfortable. Yeah. And then, after I had kind of gotten over that initial... Um, feeling that I felt kind of angry about it. Not like, not, not I guess not angry, just annoyed. Like yeah. I just didn't want to be looked at so much because I was also living in Sichuan and I was, I was living in a city near Chengdu, but it wasn't Chengdu proper. And so those people, some of them had never, ever, ever, ever seen a foreigner in their yeah. whole life. So you have people who are 40s, 50s, 60s. They've gone through their whole life. They've never seen somebody who's not Chinese. So it's shocking to them. So they'll stare at you. And I mean hardcore oh, yeah. staring. Absolutely. For minutes, for, you know, you can have, if you're sitting on a bus across from somebody, mm. they are, and they are not subtle about it at mm. all. They're just looking at you. Yeah. Just, they ha- might have their hands propped up they have their chin <laughs> propped up on their hands yeah. sitting on you know resting on like their knees idolizing you like in a way i just think they're so conf- almost they seem confused yeah. like what am i looking at right now mm. as if we're not even human yeah uh, you you said that you went through phases i i think in between the getting being shy and angry i also had a 
heck, I'm just going to go with this. And yeah. for, for a while, and I think it was almost like, because I didn't know how to say no or I didn't want to be rude. So if someone said, oh, can, like, can I have a picture? Which they wouldn't. It, they would just like make a photo action, you know, the universal click, click. Uh, uh, or they just snap sign. a picture without oh, telling that you. that as well, yeah. That happens all the time. Yeah. And so I just went with it and like, I, you know, I hate pictures. I hate having my photo taken. So it was pretty like, some, sometimes I would just be like, oh, why not? Let's just do it. But yeah, I'm not. Um, but yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right about them taking pictures. They kind of, I think they that Chinese people almost invented photo bombing, but accidentally, like getting you the basically they'll strategically position people, so it looks like they're taking a picture, but you'll be in the picture like somewhere. <laughs> so they're basically they getting a picture with you in, but it makes but they're pretending that they're taking a picture of their friends or something. <laughs> I've seen that a lot. Like, it's happened to me a couple of times, like... And it's so obvious <laughs> it's when they do it's it. It's funny. That amuses me, like, I... I yeah, that is funny. And they'll... Because uh, a lot of times in the mornings, I'll go running in the park, and I'll stop somewhere just for maybe five minutes mm. to stretch. And then I'll see this guy, like... he wa- First, he walks past. He does a double take. Because he's like, whoa, what is this I'm seeing? Then he, he walks a little bit further, stops, and then he casually turns <laughs> around and starts walking back just to, for another look. Oh, gosh. And then after that, he whips out his camera and finds a place, like, kind of hidden by a bush. Oh, my goodness. I'm watching the whole process, right? And it is not discreet at all. I see him. He sees me looking at him as he walks by the first time. He sees me looking at him as he walks by the second time. And then he's in the bush taking my picture and I'm looking right at him. I'm like, (laughs) are you, like, what is going through your head? Do you not think, I mean, why hide behind the bush? They're they're trying to be subtle about it. If they didn't make it so obvious, they could totally get away with it. Mm -hmm. Like, the amount of pictures I've taken of people here. Like, like on the metro sometimes, I'll just be like, oh, yeah, I'm looking at something at my phone, like obviously you turn the phone, the sound off, so it doesn't make that that camera noise. It's so easy to do, but they just haven't mastered the art yet. They need to definitely need to perfect it. And they cannot control themselves from the stare. No, they really can't. Some sometimes you'll get it where when you look back at them, then they'll look away. Sometimes you get that. Yeah, sometimes. But yeah. for the most part, they'll they they just doesn't even seem to phase. No, them. definitely. Not. And the look they're looking at you like. Properly, like right in the face, like I, I, I've never had any like people really look look at me like that before. It's mm. weird. It's weird. Like they're just studying. Yeah. I don't know. Because the other thing is, you because you know you can feel when somebody's, especially when you're yeah. just today in the elevator. Holly and I were going to lunch, and there was a guy who was standing because the elevator was relatively full. So he's standing. I mean, he's just a couple inches away mm. from me. So our faces are really close yeah. together. I mean, I can hear his breathing. And he, I was looking at, <laughs> I was looking at Holly and talking to Holly, but then I could see him out of the corner of my eye, just staring right at my face. Like if I had turned my head, we would have kissed. But he was, he, I mean, he was just staring the whole time I was talking to you. He's just, yeah, 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 yeah. it's like, do you not realize that I see you? I, I don't think that. It's just not. Maybe they just don't care. Maybe that's it. It's like I think I'm not really doing anything wrong. I'm just looking. I'm using my eyes. I'm looking at you. Like, why are you so offended by it? Mm-hmm. And some, maybe in some ways, we should just be flattered. 
Yeah, that's the thing. So my phases were like that. Embarrassed and then annoyed. Yeah. And kind of angry, you know. Because sometimes you just, I just want to disappear, you know. But then now, really, it's just, I find it kind of cute. Yeah. I think that's where I'm at now. It depends. It depends. Sometimes. Yeah, like the other day when we, we were in the park. And the, we were sat, we'd moved, we'd moved so many times. All we wanted we, was like some half peace. an hour to study in the park in peace. Yeah. <laughs> so initially we were followed by some fishermen, young fishermen. <laughs> um, and then we moved across somewhere else. We were sitting and it was, it was kind of my fault. I think I kind of provoked the situation because I was pretending to take a picture of Nora or something. I can't remember what it was about, but then these two guys walked past, like young lads walked past and thought I was trying to take a picture of them. And so I was like, I waved, like, trying to, I don't know, trying to be funny. But then they walked away and then they were gone for about 10 minutes and eventually they, they plucked up the courage to come back over and, and like, ask, can I, like, can we have a picture? And I was just like, no, I'm sorry, I, I can't. Yeah. Like, after that whole scenario, it was just too, it was just too weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever I get my hair cut too, they always, the the people at the hair salon oh, always, yeah? I think part of it is a status thing. Like, oh, foreigners come to our salon yeah. and get their hair cut and they want to like put it in the portfolio. Mm. But they usually, they just, for some reason, I guess because like, oh, I just have my hair did, have my hair did. Have you had it? I did my hair. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got my hair done and, you know, it looks fresh and whatever. So they're like, ooh, you know. Yeah. So it's that, that, that's a place that they always get you. So it's, it does, it, it does get a little bit wearing because mm. in the beginning, I mean, like I said, I've been here almost six years, so this stuff doesn't go away. It doesn't get any better. Mm. So that's why I, I mean, I, I just kind of look at it now like, okay, I should be flattered that they're interested at all. Yeah. But then you still have days where you're just not in the mood. Mm. You're, at least I do. I'm just not, oh, not in the mood. Yeah. I'm like, leave me alone. Stop staring at me, especially while you're picking your nose. I really don't <laughs> appreciate it. Yeah, with your massive fingernail. Yeah, or they'll be, because the other thing is, once you learn Chinese, you can understand what they're saying to each mm. other, and they, they'd never expect that you're going to be able to understand yeah, them, so course. they'll be talking about you. I mean, I've had people just evaluating my whole body, mm. my feet, my legs, my butt, my everything. They're going, they're just talking about my whole body, and I'm yeah. standing one foot away from them, mm. and I'm listening to the whole. The thing is, though, we could do the same to them. If we wanted to. Not that I'd be bothered to. Like, who, really, can you, do you care? But. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. It's true. We could, we could do that. But I would always be wary that someone would. I mean, I guess I do. I guess I do that. When you know it's somebody who doesn't speak English, mm. sometimes you can be. That's like when someone's staring at you and you're with somebody else. Yeah. Then sometimes you'll say, like, this guy is staring at me hardcore. <laughs> I think we've had those situations quite often. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, in the past, we've talked about how uh, how with, with, with women and men in the relationships, what do you think about the how Chinese men think about foreign men? Like... Oh. You know, do you think there's a, like, respect? Like, do you think they think, oh, wow, like, you're, f you're a foreign man, like, you have power, money, like, what, what do you, I'm not, I, I haven't really made up my mind about that. I mean, from what I've experienced, 
like for example in in a, in a bar which is really I mean a bar and work is really the only two situations where you can really evaluate that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and there seems to be a lot of I guess let's call it respect um, because often groups of Chinese men will invite people over to drink um, not just girls yeah too. not just girls for sure yeah. Um, yeah I'm not really sure what do you think Well, I'm sure that there are Chinese men who do not appreciate foreign men in China because there is such a shortage of women here for reasons that we discussed in episode 12. Mm -hmm. So you can listen to that if you want to. Uh, But I think we need to make a distinction between foreign men. Let's yeah. Foreign men that the person that Chinese person knows and foreign men in general, because I think the way I see it is the foreign men that they know and they have a connection to, mm. they see that as, you know, that that's a good thing. That's yeah. a good kind of guanxi to have yeah. as a foreigner. So I think that they, they would view having foreign friends in a general sense to be a positive thing. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. good for them. Yeah, yeah. But in terms of if they look over what's what's the best thing for the country i would think a lot of them probably wouldn't be so positive about yeah. it yeah i've i mean actually now you say that i i have been in situations where chinese people have been very very angry not with not just with it being foreign men but with foreigners in general mm. um yeah in a, it was a long long time ago and i was in a bar with some friends and the they wanted it like they got very extremely rowdy and started to throw things and <laughs> they want they wanted us out. I don't yeah. know, I don't know what the problem was. Maybe it was something we didn't understand. But Well, I, the other thing is in general, Chinese people don't tend to party mm-hmm. the way that foreigners do. Yeah, that's do. true. Ah uh, we tend to be louder and stay up later, you know, most Chinese... I don't know, they're, they're pretty loud. Well, they are pretty loud, but usually not super late, I feel like. Yeah, I think I feel right like there's that. a time for partying, and it's like Friday, yeah, Saturday night. If you drink in Baijiu, the night's going to end early, don't you think? Yeah, for sure. That's the thing, it's like, because it's typically much easier to get a Chinese person drunk. Yeah. Well, especially, I'm talking about southern China, where we are now. Yeah. I've heard northern China, they can hold their yeah, liquor. But from what I've seen in Sichuan and here, that is not the case. Mm. So the night typically ends early. So they're not up at 3, 4, or 5 in the morning yelling out of a taxi cab window. <laughs> Whereas yeah, some fair. of our compatriots <laughs> yeah, might yeah. be doing something like that. I've seen that very many times. Yeah. So that kind mm. of disrupts their normal, the way that their their society usually functions. So I yeah. think... It's not necessarily welcome. Yeah, I think we do, though, in general, like, disrupt, not not on purpose, but I feel like just in day-to-day life, sometimes we do kind of disrupt that. I think that's life. inevitable when you introduce a <laughs> yeah. foreign party to, to a population, especially one that has been relatively untouched by foreign influence mm-hmm. for so long. I mean, when you compare it with other countries, North Korea excluded. um then then it makes sense why it would of course it's inevitably going to cause some kind of stirring i mean yeah you're dropping a completely different type of coin into the Mm -hmm. bucket it's just it's gonna it's gonna have some kind of effect and i think some of it's positive some of it's negative Mm -hmm. i think that's normal yeah normal thing yeah yeah i think what it comes down to is the 
like their need is here really in a way mm-hmm. for for business but for they want they want their children to be educated and to learn english from native speakers so they need us but you know maybe if they could control it more i think they would appreciate that mm. yeah that's the thing is also with a foreigner we're kind of loose cannons <laughs> because yeah. we've kind of explained a little bit when we were talking about relationships in a couple of previous episodes but when you for for a chinese person you're kind of connected to the people around you as a whole so i might be friends with this girl but it's probably because my mother is friends with her aunt or yeah. something like that or you know i know her through a colleague from work so it's all seems to be kind of intertwined yeah so right. when you behave you know irrationally everybody find you know like you you are acting in a way that you like it's going to get back to you it's going to get back to your parents it's going to get back to your coworkers it's going to get <laughs> at least that's yeah, how i see it no, yeah, here it's like i feel comfortable true, true. i can go and get crazy drunk one night if yeah. i want to and i don't feel like it's going to have any threat you know and do something really stupid yeah. and i don't think it's really going to have a threat for my job or right. you know my family's not going to hear about it if you're listening mom i'm not doing that <laughs> just an example she is every night <laughs> <laughs> So I think you know we're kind of separated from that and so that gives us more of a license to yeah. I mean we're just in, independent in general so that I think that makes you a more volatile person. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's yeah, I would agree. So I would see where that would Chinese people would not appreciate that in their society. Mm. Yeah, because they are very I feel like most of the Chinese people that I know are very like routinely like they they like routine they you know they have lunch at 12 o'clock mm-hmm. not 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 so extreme but um i think they do like direction and like a path to follow mm-hmm. rather than like you know there's no they, they like a straight line whereas we're all mm-hmm. squiggly mm-hmm. we are squiggly yeah squiggly. i like being squiggly though <laughs> Cool. Well, I hope that that gives you an insight into how Chinese people think. I'm sure that there's more to the story and if yeah. you are curious, you can send us a question and find out more info or if you want us to bring a Chinese person on the show oh, to yeah. talk about it too, let us know, but we're not going to do it unless you send us a voicemail. So go to writtenchinese.com/voicemail and what it is is it's It'll have a big image on there with a tape and it's got a link and it'll pop up and you can record right there on the website. Mm-hmm. So it's really easy to do. Yeah. And if you can't figure it out, you can always just send us a comment anywhere. Facebook, yeah. Yeah, that's okay. on the blog, on uh, Instagram, Twitter. Mm-hmm. So we will find it and we will respond to you. Yeah. And if you haven't seen our new Facebook page, uh, it's facebookcom chicks. You can please, is it the number two or like, is it no? T-W-O. It's actually T W R. Right. On. Yeah. If you, but I mean, if you can't find us, you can go to uh, Facebook.com/slash/writtenchinese and you can find us there mm-hmm. as well. Um, so Nora, can you give us our Chinese word of the week? Please? Sure. So your mini Chinese lesson of the week is Lao Wai. So Lao Wai means foreigner, and literally Lao, it's it can mean old, but it also is a form of respect. So and then why is uh means foreigner why mm-hmm. so somebody from outside of the country so la why is a foreigner in mm-hmm. china 
So a lot of times, if you're a foreigner, you'll hear it's lao wai, lao wai, lao wai, because they'll be talking about yeah. you. <laughs> when actually, when I first came to China, I was kind of told that that was a bit insulting. I've heard that some people don't like it. I mean, in Cantonese, they have it's more like guai lao. There's another. Or the guailo must be in in Mandarin. Guailo is like white, is uh, like white ghost, ghost like ghost, foreign yeah, ghost or something that. like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I understand okay. where that's more offensive, but for me, <laughs> I don't know Lao. I'm fine with it. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, me too. As long as they stop calling me Russian prostitute, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> you can call me Lao. I don't call me Alyssa the Xiaojie. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, everyone. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, this is uh, episode thirteen. So, if you want to see any pictures of our new uh, recording studio or, or anything else, uh, you can go to writtenchinese.com/episode thirteen, um, and from there you can also find the link to send us a voicemail as well. Or that's writtenchinese.com/voicemail. Uh, mm-hmm. And as always, we'd like to thank, thank, think, thank, thank uh, written Chinese. <laughs> Written We're Chinese. thinking about thanking yeah, Chinese. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Written Chinese, for sponsoring our whole podcast. <laughs> Have a great week, everybody. Yeah. See you next time. See you next week. Bye. Bye.